Hello, this is Nikki Cuesta, your host here at Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast, all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am super excited to come with another amazing guest from our community. We um, have been sharing so many spaces together, and it has been an honor uh, to meet this guest in person and also share uh, the Space of entrepreneurship through our mastermind groups and things like that. But before we get into him and who he is, let's give it up for our sponsors. Uh, shout out to Jose Escobar with the Connected Leaders Academy. Actually, yesterday was one year that uh, he came on board as the official sponsor of Bomb Global and Building a Leadership Mindset podcast. So super excited for his continued support as well as we have Patrick Rude with Rude Financial Services. We also have Julie and Noah with Breathe Capital Planning. Thank you so, so much for your continued support in this journey of bringing growth-minded entrepreneurs to share their stories and struggles and really give us the golden nuggets that we're looking for every day to make a shift, make a change in our lives to impact others with our stories, with our messages, and with our expertise, experience, and so on and so forth. Without further ado, let's introduce our guest today, and he is Fico Martinez. He's a husband, a family man, and a U.S. Army vet who retired in December of 2022. As a LTC, he is the founder of Growing by Adding Value, which is GAV, LLC, and holds the title of Grant Cardone's 10X Certified Business Coach. Fico is also involved in investor relationships with Lightspeed Investing LLC and serves as a financial strategist for Exterior Financial. Additionally, he is a relationship and transformation architect on a mission to add value to people. Fico specializes in helping visionary entrepreneurs 10X their businesses by providing cutting-edge strategies from Cardone University, securing their financial future through expert guidance from Experior Financial Group, and unlocking the world of network marketing with insights from ACNE. Furthermore, FICO offers personalized leadership coaching, utilizing Maxwell training and disassessment to enhance individual and organizational performance. Without further ado, let's bring on our guest. One moment. Hey. Oh, great morning, Fico. What's how are you? On, Nikki? I am doing fantastic. How about you? Not much. Just, you know, building, impacting, encouraging, empowering. You know what we do. <laughs> no, thank you so much for that uh, tremendous introduction. I know it was a mouthful, but uh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here in your in your show. So I'm uh, looking forward for the conversation. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for accepting uh, my invitation. And I'm super excited that you will also be part of our last online business mindset mania this year. So look Let's out go. for that. He is going to bring some immense value to our community as we continue to grow Bomb Global and um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about you, Fico. I know we, we heard your your great bio and who you are. Husband first, family man, U.S. vet, 
tell us a little bit before all of that came into your life. What was your growing up? How was it growing up? Where did you grow up and what was that like and how did you get to where you are today? Oh, yeah. So um, growing up, I'm from Lares, Puerto Rico. It's a small town in the mountains of the west center part of the island. Um, very small town. Um, and I spent all pretty much all my life uh, in, in that town until I left to the military. So growing up, I was uh, um, very humble beginnings. Um, my my We were not that... Uh, wealthy or anything like that. We're just simple family in uh, in a town of Lattes. Uh I have an older sister. Uh, my mom was an English teacher for over 30 years. My dad was a bank accountant uh, for a long time, for over 20 years. And even though we did not have much uh, physical stuff, we have plenty of of love from our parents and from our family. You know, being uh, a Hispanic and Puerto Rican, you know, we value a lot of families and and that's what, what kept us together and and, and help us uh, through developing ourselves. Um, I, funny story, I just went back to Puerto Rico uh, late September, came back in October because I went to see uh, my my parents uh, and for personal reasons. And, and I, I took a moment to sit down like, absorbing like why I am how I am and it just hit me like wow the people that I surround myself when I was um, a kid is just people that like to add value to others and they're just uh, very unselfish starting with my parents um, it's like what my parents and my close family they're, they're all like that like whatever you need they just stop what they're doing and tell you hey do you need this do you need that oh here you go it, it's like giving everything is giving and that's how i was uh, raised and uh, and i was like, it, it's so it's so amazing to see that that at times it feels like like fake you don't see people doing like that like this is too good to be true and and that's how my people are you know that's what the the my group of individuals that I surrounded myself growing up, that's how they were. Super humble and givers. So I grew up in this little town called, a little, little uh, barrio, uh, we call it in Puerto Rico, called uh, Arizona. And uh, that's, where, that's where my life was until I actually went to college. So I didn't know more than lattice and going to my family uh, uh, house for you know for a weekend or something like that during the um, which was in Bayamon or San Juan and come back or then Ponce there was another family member in Maya West it was like a triangle I didn't know anything else until I went to college so uh, yeah it was it was very interesting with a huge family um, from my back that side we have uh, I had eight uh, uncles and aunties. And uh, for my mom, there were 14 of them. So huge family. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. You said so many great things. And I also come back from that background, right? My, my mom is from San Lorenzo. My dad is from uh, Vega Baja. And he has, uh, with him, it's eight brothers and sisters. They had the Brady Bunch plus two. On my grandmother's side, they had the Brady Bunch. My grandmother had three 
um, three girls and three boys. So it was really a huge family. And just like us, we were very tight knit. Um, and, and that's what us Latinos do, right? But then there's other uh, communities that we don't see that. And that feels like foreign to us when we say we can't just call our, you know, our aunt, our uncle, and they're just going to drop what they're doing. How important was that, um, having that at a young age to incorporate that into your family style now? Oh, it is, it is everything. It is the foundation of what I do. So I go by four pillars that I adopted from uh, recently, but I've been practicing it without knowing. So mm. faith, family, fitness, and finances are my four pillars, and everything that I do is centered around that. So growing up, I was uh, uh, I went to Catholic school. And for those that do not know that what is Catholic school and how it works, the stories are true. I'm going to leave it like that. So my first eight years or nine years, uh, I went to Catholic school and then I transferred to the uh, uh, private school. So my mom has been in church all of her life. Um, and my grandma for the side, uh, for the dad side, she was very religious too, it, to the point that you were like, you need to face forward all the time at church. If not, she will smack you in the head. It was hilarious. Uh, now that I think back, it is, it's hilarious. And you couldn't speak to your, to your sister on the side. You couldn't look back. Everything has to look at, pay attention. Yeah. So that my grandma, Juana, she, she raised, uh, eight kids by herself. You know, my, 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 my uncles were, were pretty much, uh, yeah, my, my grandpa passed away when they were pretty, pretty young, but, uh, yeah. So when I look at that way and that approach of how, uh, they were with me, that's how what I use with everyone, you know, it yeah. just build the foundation, you know, um, I have uncles that when I was a teenager, you know, a rebel, rebel teenager, they put me in place. They put me in the in place and say, I even have an uncle that used to work for, for the uh, police and, and he put me in handcuffs <laughs> one time. <laughs> and, you know, you, you better knock it off, basically. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was, uh, they would take action, right? Yeah. It's not like nowadays you cannot, you are limited to the things that you can do, but I still do whatever I need to do in my house. But out there, you know, it's, it's people are like restrained to do what they need to do within their house. So, and everything is for the greater good. Um, yeah. And I'm telling you, there's discipline, a lot of discipline and, and, and a lot of uh, earning. You got to earn everything. You got to earn everything. It was not given, especially oh, in those times that we that. were you didn't have, have a lot, so you got to earn everything. You want this, you got to do X, Y, Z. You know, it's not, I want this, okay, Amazon, boom, it's order for you. Nope, mm -hmm. not like that. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, my God, that is so true. And, you know, again, very similar where we knew that we didn't have much, right? But we didn't feel like we didn't have much because the love was just greater, the communication, the times we spent together where we were dancing, eating, and doing all these things. So now you have a, a great family. You're supportive. You go through Catholic school, private school. Where did the Army come from? How did oh, that uh, venture yeah. out? What was, how was that decision? Yeah, that was, that was basically by accident. Um, let, me, let me take you back a little bit. 
just a few few years before I joined the army. Let me take you, what is it, eight years probably before I joined the army. I was, uh, uh, and I tell these stories to, to the people that, that have let me into their podcast and give me the, the platform. So I was the, the third chubbiest or fattest kid in, in, in school when I was in Catholic school. Okay. And, uh, you know, you're a teenager, you're not popular. And you remember those days that you, you know, you start liking a lot of the girls and blah, blah, blah. So I was, I had a crush with this girl that was pretty, pretty attractive, pretty beautiful, you know. And uh, one day I decided to write a Valentine's Day card for this girl to tell her that I like her. And uh, I, I don't know if you feel where I'm going with this, but we'll get there. So uh, I give this card to this girl. Uh, with my my special message and the girl basically told me that I don't like you you know teenagers are a little cruel right they say the truth they whatever it's your man I don't like you you know you're you're, you're fat and uh, I could have stopped right there you know that crush is like a punch in the gut right but yeah I was I had different expectations but you know if you see me like oh my goodness what you were thinking but anyway I went for it I went for it and fell short. So uh, I had two choices. Give up, become the chubbiest guy in school, or do something about it. So what I did, I did something about it. And uh, I started running. I started running bicycle. I started playing a lot of basketball. I pulled a lot of... I became a, an exercise junkie, you know, an addict. <laughs> I tell you how I started. I was so fat that I used to close my eyes and look like a 50 feet away pole, light pole, and run like this and get over there all fatigued. And I, oof, I made it and I kept going and going and going until two years after that, I lost over 50 pounds. Um, I went to high school. I was unrecognizable, not very popular. I can count on my hand of the, the, my friends. Uh, because again, I was not very popular. I was kind of funny, I think. Uh, then I just uh, breezed through high school, went to college, and in college, I walked into the cross country team for the the college, and I got a scholarship. So I ran for college uh, with a scholarship um, for two and a half years. That's how I paid my first couple of uh, years in college. Then I'm getting to it. I got to another school that I transferred to study athletic training. And uh, a friend of mine from my same town, she saw me and she recognized me and said, oh, you were an athlete in X college. And I said, yeah. Do you want to keep doing exercise? And I said, sure. Like, uh, we, we do exercise. We know we get a group this at 530 in the morning, every morning. And uh, we, we go for a run. We do exercise. Okay. She was recruiting me. I didn't know that. I show up. And it was the Army ROTC. And I, okay, this is this is strange. So the rest is history. I just joined them in, in 1998. It was uh, fall 1998. And then I signed up a contract with the reserves on 9999. So all nine, September 9, 1999. And then, well, I, I that's how I joined the military because my friend recruited me to do exercise in the morning. I ended up liking it and I... That's how I started my my military career. Wow, that oh, I, I was just like at the edge of my seat, uh, just listening to your story because I never knew that 
about you and it only takes one person oh yeah to, to it's always to keep a it real with us right <laughs> yeah because we tell it like it is right um it like always it, it, it always takes just one person in your life to tell you the truth right uh, mm -hmm. uh or maybe it's not the truth because we decide if it's the truth or not uh to tell you something that will either shift your mindset so it was mm -hmm. important for you to do you feel like that rejection was really what you needed in order to pursue your health journey yeah. um had she not did that do you think that you would have been compelled to make a shift in that at that time a hundred percent i i i think that's what i just needed that was the the medicine right it was uh, a wake-up call it was uh it was something that just woke me up and and, and light up some other interest some other another fire uh to to get out of what i was i was stuck and not going uh anywhere um and and again that just those two years that i spent doing exercise there's a lot of uh heroes that helped me along the way they were pushing me um but if not we'll stay here forever but yeah that's what that's all i needed you know they just i just needed that uh, it just I could have, I took a negative and put, uh, turn it into a positive. Absolutely. And that's what people need to do, you know. Um, use that as an experience, learn, move on, and do something about it. Take action. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Powerful, powerful, powerful story. So we accidentally get in the Army. We, we get recruited, right, after um, showing a passion for the cross running, the fitness, and things like that. You get in the army, you serve for how many years? What do you feel like you learned in that process? And when you were discharged, what happened next? Yeah, so so what happened in the military before that? 25 pounds ago, that's when I used to to run. <laughs> 25 pounds, I used to run a little bit slower. Uh, but yeah, the army, you know, I serve uh from 1999 if you counted uh the uh, years that i actually served uh or was part of the military 9999 until december of 2022 so 23 years and some change um i was commissioned as a communications officer so i was an officer uh which uh pretty much in my case we were managing uh, and responsible for managing uh, communications uh, settings. And when you go to the field and, and people needs uh, audio visual, you know, phones, internet, stuff like that. And it grew, it just transformed, it changed, everything changed uh, throughout the years. But that's, that was my, my role. And then, you know, staff work and different positions as you progress through the career uh, in the military. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of different uh, jobs. Uh, my favorite job was uh, two favorite jobs out of all the ones that I had. It was uh, commanding uh, uh, forces in, in Korea. I did that for two and a half years. I have a company that was responsible for, for what we call a division, which is at over 10,000 people. But it was responsible, my little company of about 150 uh, soldiers and Korean soldiers. We were responsible for providing uh, telecommunications, uh, 
internet, everything that comes with with comms uh, to the division for major exercises. Uh, so so that was one of my favorite jobs. We always found a way to make it happen. And uh, the second one was being an instructor of uh, the ROTC in New Mexico Military Institute in Roswell. If people do not know where that is, yes, it's another plane in the middle of nowhere. And the only thing that is in there is the school, which is, they call NIMI, New Mexico Military Institute, a SAMS, <laughs> a SAMS, and a Walmart. That's, those are the biggest things over there. But yeah, I spent two years in that place. It was amazing to, to be able to contribute to future leaders in, in our military and see them grow. And, and most, there's a lot of them that still in. And uh, wow. I stay in touch with them. It's, it's very fulfilling. So leadership is obviously, you know, you're leading uh, individuals uh, to different missions and different tasks to complete the, the mission. So, yeah, it's a must uh, in the military. You got to lead. All right. So what were some of the challenges that you faced throughout your journey, uh, both as a team, right, or individually as well? Oh, you know, there's no perfect family anywhere. So yeah, everywhere you go, there's going to be a learning curve. So they, they normally rotate soldiers two, three years. In some cases, one year, if you go overseas and you, you're going to take your family, you come back uh, in one year. Uh, challenges is you get to reset yourself and learn the culture and the environment again. In a lot of cases, you know, not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to be helpful. There's a lot of people that that feel uh, that the new guy comes with a threat. So you got to navigate through those, you know, the red tape and the waters. And, and every time you constantly have to prove yourself. And uh, the way I progress I start figuring out this this game, uh, the politics, and uh, who do I need to talk? Uh, you know, be more patient with with my approaches. Um, so challenges were the people. You know, this, the people were the challenge and the greatest thing at the same time, because I will not be successful without my teams. Uh, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Martinez, we have never made it to retirement. If and and what I consider a successful career without the support of an army behind me. And, and to have that support, you got to be good. You cannot be, you cannot be a person that is fake. You know, you cannot be a person that is just looking out for itself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not sure. Like people, I'm telling you, we have some, some challenges, but, uh, we survived. We made it. <laughs> yes, I love Even it. And you actually gave me the deployments <laughs> for me. The hardest part was the time that you had to wait. Uh, mm. And and first, it was like the the initial shock that you are leaving for a year. Some cases you didn't know how long for. Like um, OIF one Operation Iraqi Freedom one, we did not know how long we were going to be gone. But that initial shock, 
that hits you. And then all of a sudden, like when you are on the ground, you miss mission on, there's nothing else. You cannot do anything other than complete your mission because, you know, worrying about it and, and, and just being feel sorry for yourself is not going to change the, the fact that you have to be there for a year. <laughs> you gotta be, yeah. so you gotta find yourself to entertain yourself, keep yourself busy, uh, get wins along the way, so you keep yourself at a, at a level that it will let help you last throughout. Absolutely, and you gave me chills when you said that, Lieutenant. And I don't want to uh, mess up your title, so tell me that again, Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant Colonel Martinez could not be him or would not have been successful without the army he had. Yeah. That just gave me chills because as a leader, it's not about us, right? We're leading, but we can't lead if we don't have anybody to follow or to be led. Um, and it's very important when you can have the mindset and, and, and prepare yourself for what what you're doing today, which we'll get into in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break and listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back. Yes, ma'am. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you wanna be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We wanna welcome you in, check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Hello, hello. We are back here with Fico Martinez. So happy to have you. You've been dropping some great nuggets as far as transformation, because that's what I feel like we've been talking about step by step, what we're going into from uh, being born and raised in Puerto Rico. A lot is Puerto Rico, that is. I know my best friend would love that because her husband is from Lades and they've oh, been wow. there like three or four times this year already. Oh, wow. um, so, uh, yes, yes. And, you know, just going through the journey, uh, being rejected to making a life decision to say, you know what, I'm just going to work on me to then building a, a, a friendship, right? A community to then being recruited to the army, to leading your, 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 um, your services are done December 2022. You're now back into your family, you know, doing your thing. What happens next? Like, how do you, what was the mindset shift you had to prepare for to come back home? Oh, yeah. Uh, before I do that real quick, um, I said I had an army behind me. 
um, but I have a general in front of me, which is my wife. Oh, yeah. So ah. my wife, uh, without her, I would have not been where I am today because she she held the house down uh, through deployments. Uh, she took care pretty much of the three kids when I was gone uh, doing my doing my job. And uh, without her, without Doris, uh, I would have not been where I'm at today. So I just want to put that out there because uh, not a lot of people made it this far without a strong woman. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that yeah. unfortunately end up with uh, broken relationships and basically divorcing. There's The numbers are astonishing in the military, how many people get yeah. divorced. So uh, we stick together, you know, through the tough I times. So uh, I love yep. that. Congratulations, Doris. You have a great man. And thank you for holding on the fort and supporting your family and keeping that uh, bond together. So we definitely want to shout her out. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. And that's awesome. Thank you for shining a light on her because it's true. Uh, there's the family that stay behind and, you know, they have to kind of stick together and, you know, they go through it just as bad as us who's actually in the trenches. And basically, um, so. uh, she was with me the entire, my entire military career because we, we went to school, graduated from the same school in Ponce, athletic training. She has a degree like me. We were in the same class and that was May 2001. We graduated. I, I got commissioned, which is, uh, I became an officer June, 2001. We got married September 13, 2001, two days after 9-11. And then I went to my first assignment in October uh, of 2001. So she went with me uh, until this day. So uh, yeah. Beautiful. Congratulations. So let me get back to your question now. Sorry about that. So uh, the last couple of years of the military were tough for me. Um, I was a go-getter in the military. Uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of things to make it happen. You know, I neglected my, my well-being and uh, I always was mission-oriented. I did not have a balance. My balance was you know, try to do my, the best that I could at a thousand percent at work. So, uh, I had some uh, health conditions that, that stopped me. They just put a stop. It was a slap in the face. You need to stop. Basically I had a blood clot, um, in, uh, February president's day to 2021. And, and basically that was my second one because I had one a couple of years earlier during a, a mission. And, uh, I, I knew the second one, you, you are pretty much, you got to be on blood thinners for the rest of your life. And I knew when I went to the bench, I was not coming back. What that be? That was devastating for me. That means that my military career was on borrowed time. It was just over. I could not progress anymore. I had to, the next step was to get out. So I ended up being uh, medically discharged from the military. And, and that's how I retired. So retired medical discharge. Um, so that happened in, in December. Uh, I, I went through a lot, a lot of mental wars, uh, through those two years. It was tough. I'm telling you, it was hard. Um, I went through depression, uh, anxiety. I had insomnia, um, to the point that I still am medication because, uh, I, 
because that's what the doctor ordered, right? But I need to get out of that. Them, I don't want them anymore. Um, I feel a lot better. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I went through a lot, and and I found the strength to get on my feet when I started going back to church. Uh, I left church. Um, when I actually left Puerto Rico, basically, uh, it, it, and and my wife is 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 a Christian, she's religious, and and my kids, she takes them to church, and I went, I decided to start going with them to church, and when that first time I show up, I hear this pastor talking, and I thought he was talking to me directly, even though there were hundreds of people in there, and like, oh my God, this guy is just talking to me. And, you know, you got the worship portion of it, which is amazing and all that. And I go, okay, this is, this is not bad. In this place, people are not bad. And uh, uh, I can come through here. So that's one of the things that helped me. Then I started being more active. I, I got my, all my kids are athletes. So I have two that are in wrestling. I started being more present in their wrestling um, practices and tournaments and became an unofficial uh, coach for the kids, you know, motivating the kids. And, and I said, I can do this. And I started, you know, I went a little bit extra. I started uh, capturing moments from the kids, like taking pictures and videos of uh, where they competed and posted them on, on Facebook and some of the uh, wrestling team pages. And, and parents were giving me a lot of good feedback. And I thank you for what you're doing for your, my kids. I can do this as a coach. Hmm. Uh, that's basically what I used to be in, in the military. I had my soldiers that I used to coach them and mentor them and inspire them. And I said, this is something I can pretty uh, probably do. And uh, I found John Maxwell, even though he's been around me forever. Uh, I found it. I found him and I got John Maxwell certified. And, and the story with that is that my mom, when I left to the military in 2001, I think it was, 2000. She sent me a book from John Maxwell, which I never read, and uh, dedicated everything. And it was Spanish. And uh, I have it back behind me. That book was with me. I never threw it away. I never, like, and I'm looking at John Maxwell online. I said, this sounds good. I saw a friend of mine that was a John Maxwell certified. I want it. I'm going to check into that. Hey, what do you think about this? What can you tell me? Oh, it's amazing. Okay, I'm up. I'm signed. So I signed up. I went down to Orlando, got certified in uh, August 2022. And like today, I have almost 40 books of, of Maxwell with me back there. <laughs> but it started like that. I didn't know this guy was with me all this all this time. And it comes full circle, right? Like, boom, mm -hmm. there it is. I found this guy. It was the greatest experience ever to be in in that room with about 3,000 people experiencing that environment and that oh my goodness it was amazing so I said I can coach and that's what I'm trying to do coach I got into financial services with Xperior now well it used to be PHP I changed over to Xperior uh, finances uh, I found network marketing and uh yeah, I got certified with Cardone last month. I got uh, the coaching, business coaching certification. And I found I found this to try to put all this together along with my military skills and the skills that I just acquired 
to add value to as many people as I can. And that's, that's what I'm on a mission to do. I love that. Oh my God. So many great things. So how, how important was coaching? So as soon as you got coached, how important was it to share the fact that coaching is important for all new entrepreneurs entering this space? Yeah, there's a saying, you know, um, even the greatest ever needed coaching and needed a coach. You know, Michael Jordan needed a coach. Tom Brady needed a coach. You know, every successful person have coach, have a coach or coaches behind them. Because the coaches was going to pretty much try to get everything, keep you focused, keep you, keep you in, in, in the, um, on the right trajectory to success. So it's critical, you know, you get overwhelmed because there's a lot of shiny lights, which happens to me. I have a couple of coaches, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm with not, you. We, I'm we share a coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, I have a lot of coaches. The last time I checked, it was about six. Uh, <laughs> in different areas and mentors and people that you look up to without them um you'll be all over the place there's no no strategy there is a, it's just a bunch of stuff and and that's what coaches come into uh to to help you police all the to get rid of the noise and, and let you focus yeah it's so important that sometimes we want to go in this start this space alone right because obviously resources are tight or we believe that we can save time and money if we do it ourselves but that's not the case that's actually the total opposite mm. um of what uh starting an entrepreneur business is and it all starts with an idea or a dream then it turns into an idea and then you take action and it starts developing from there but what a coach does it really helps you shorten out that time span that it takes for you to get uh, to, to your ultimate goal or to your to your first goal, right? Because we always want to reach the end before we even take the beginning steps. What do, what are your thoughts on that? People that come into the space and they they want to not really prep themselves or equip themselves with the proper tools to take their business. To elevate it, yeah, I want to. I want to link a couple of things here, a couple of uh, uh, thoughts and, and and sayings from from famous people. Here's this one from John Maxwell: You can't complain and get ahead at the same time. Moaning about your troubles and moving in the right direction rarely happen together. Um, there's another one here, and and it's this is from Bruce. Springsteen, a time comes when you need to stop waiting for the man you want to become and start being the man you want to be. Change man for the person, okay? Hmm. And uh, it, great, great lines is, is you got to make a, a, a decision and you got to find someone that identify, identify your blind spots. Do uh, you are where you are for a reason? Because you've been the same thing. You've been doing the same thing that got you there. You need another perspective. You need someone else to, to get out of the best of you, right? And if you don't reach out for help, you're going to get stuck. 
you can't complain like it says right here you can't complain and get ahead at the same time you're complaining you feel swamped you feel stressed you had anxiety you got to do something different that's what is the body but that's what it's telling you that's the message you got to do something different you got to change something and to do that you got to take massive action and a massive action sometimes um, means that you have to invest in yourself even though you do not have much yet but you have to invest the best bang for the buck so you can get ahead and start getting unstuck so uh, a lot of people don't see growth and they just settle for uh average and, and that's not that's not that's not my mentality you cannot yeah. settle for average you gotta go for it you gotta take massive action yeah I love that you said that because it's so true that we just stay complacent in where we're at. We know we're miserable. We know we're not happy. We know we're not living in our purpose. We know that there's more out there. Um, we're, we're seeing people, you know, leaving these lifestyles. Some could be true. Some can't, you know, because we don't know what, you know, social media is showing us these days. But the fact that it's there and it's possible and it's real but you're so scared because you don't know what you can do with it when you get there, right? It's mm -hmm. always like, oh, that's not for me. Yes, it can be for you. If you say that is for me, you can go and manifest that and you can go create that. But it, how would you give someone who's in that mindset, what type of advice would you give them if they see something, they're like, oh, I want to be that. I want to do that. What sure. would you tell them to do? Yeah, so so the first thing is fear is the biggest killer of dreams, right? So you you can fear all you want and stay where you are in a comfort zone, but you have to step outside your comfort zone to grow. Um, it, you better take a chance now than regret it later in your life. I would have, I could have all those words um, and, and live a life of, you know, regret. You don't want to live that. What's the worst that can happen? You know, you just made a mistake, got it. And and I got another thing from John Maxwell. Sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. You learn from it. If it didn't go your way, you learn from it. And now you are better positioned than you were before. Okay. Um, don't go it, don't go for it alone, you know. And make sure that you're talking to the right individuals, not the same, the people that are at the same level. If you want to be become something greater, you gotta look for advice and mentorship. And you don't have it's not that you have to talk to them, but you start watching, following people that are where you want to be. Not your little Joe friend from Lattes that is sitting in the corner and he lives with a mom and dad still. What do you think about this? What do you think they're gonna tell you? Oh, I don't think you should do that. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not caught for that. Like, no. You look for advice up, follow people that are higher and what they are, where you want to be. And, and you get a better, a better chance of getting ahead in life. Yeah. Good stuff. And fear is something that we create in our minds because yeah. fear really for me is non-existent. I mean, I say I'm nervous, I'm scared, you know, when I'm about to do a podcast or when I'm going to speak <laughs> on a stage, you know, those are just emotions that we have, but true fear cannot exist if you want something greater right you mm -hmm. can't 
have fear and want the lifestyle at the same time. You have to choose. So you have to walk without fear and risk. We risk all the time. And that's a big thing that we tend to do. We don't see when we're paying for coaching, when we're paying for a program, we don't see it as an investment. We see it as a expense. Like, oh, I'm just wasting money. Maybe I might make it. Maybe I don't. But what if you do, right? It's like all those things kind of go in our minds. And it, it's just insane. Um, when I decided to just walk away from my 14-year career in healthcare, I mm. had no idea what the next five years were going to look like. But I said, you know what? I'm going to create it. I know what I want it to look like. So the only way that it can look like the way you want it, if you create it yourself, right? How do you do that? You get with what Fico just said, with people that are living the lifestyle that you want, people that have the knowledge, that been there, that been through the struggle, that had the fear at one point, but decided to break those chains and those bondages that held them back for so long. Um, and it's really not success for just um, for income, right? It's success for just your peace of mind, for the legacy you're leaving behind, and so on and so forth. So thank you so much for all the golden nuggets you dropped. I love those quotes. I'm going to have to rewatch those again, write them down. I'm going to have to get a couple more John Maxwell books as well. Um, also, uh, wanted to kind of touch base on, so you, you have coaches, you're, you get these certifications, Grant Cardone, what are you working on now? What is your goal for the rest of 2023 for fourth quarter? And what is coming up in 2024? Yeah, I continue to work. My number one priority is to get the, the, uh, business coaching going, um, it, that's my number one priority. Second priority is is my finances services, uh, which I have a very solid team in both areas. I have them uh, right behind me. So it, it is a matter of the breakthrough is coming, and I know that. So next week, I'll be in, in uh, Arizona for a business coaching uh, camp, or basically or for three days of, or so with uh, 10X, with uh, Cardone. And then we got different events coming up. My main thing is networking. You got a network, network, know as many people as you can, uh, you know, build relationships. Uh, that's the main thing. You got to build relationships. You got the AMA event coming up next uh, 2024. Can wait for, for everything. It, it, it's going to be so exciting. I'm super excited because there is so much stuff that's coming up in 2024. I cannot tell you about what's going to happen in the future because things are gonna are gonna uh, gonna Just change quickly. right. They're, yeah. they're gonna change, um, but I know it's gonna be a, a year of abundance. Uh, you know, it's gonna be in and like an inner abundance, and now you know, and the blessings are gonna come to me. I know that. Why? Because. Mm -hmm. Like keep saying, the battle is won. We just need to do is walk through it to get to it, right? And that's from Les Brown. If you want to get to that point, you want to get to your end state in your in your game. You gotta go through all the things that you're going through right now, and you will make it because it's already won. You just need to stick to the plan. In uh, 2024, I expect this to be an amazing year. Um, I, I'm just going to leave it like that. So, uh, oh. yeah, it's going to be, I'm very excited for it. Podcast is coming up, um, which is, I'm super excited about that. 
I'm going to be doing two pot, different podcasts. And uh, one is more uh, personal type of things. And the other one is more highlighting uh, small business owners in the community. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I'm so excited for you and so excited to be on this journey with you too. Um, you. you know, what we're building, you know, separately, but also together, right? And that's the whole power of being in community and having uh, people that are in the same alignment and really looking for how do we impact the world? Have you selected your word for 2024? Have you ever selected a word? Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> yeah everyone has like, the, like this year was a year of growth. Uh, mm -hmm. Because you're growing, uh, hence yeah. the name of my my company, growing by adding value, Gav. Uh, so I, I'm looking. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to do with that, and uh, yeah, abundance. I, I guess I don't know prosperity. I, I gotta look for it. I gotta be honest. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's the the year of the bang. I don't know. <laughs> the year of the I love it. And that was actually, you know what? I've never selected a word before this year. Last year, I entered into this space of uh, being in, you know, AMA, CLA, BLN, um, and all the other communities and building two of my own. So I felt like last year was my breakthrough year, right? Like I broke the gas leading three years or two years before that. And then I entered into the space and I had a breakthrough and I was starting to build, build, build. And then I then decided to say, okay, for 2023, it's going to be all about impact. So impact was my word. And I feel mm -hmm. like I was able to satisfy that each and every time I either connected with someone on a call or connected with someone in a mastermind on the podcast. And um, I'm still working on 2024. So I'll also let you know once I find that yeah. word out, but so we have so, to be intentional. Yeah, yeah. And and I wanna give out a shout out to your sponsor, the CLA Tribal, Tribe Chief, call it, <laughs> uh, Jose Escobar and, and um, I'm telling you that thanks to joining the CLA community, uh, I have been able to connect to individuals that are just amazing. You're one of them that have given me the opportunity uh, to talk to uh, their audiences about myself. And, and I'm building great relationships in this community. And it's nothing but positive what's going on in the community. I love it. And uh, I, thanks for Jose Escobar for letting me be part of the CLA community. Yes, thank you, Jose. I met him um, when he instantly told me about the CLA when meeting Ama. So I met, I kind of met Emilio and Jose at the same time. And um, I knew what his mission was. And I'm like, I'm all in. I think he had the CLA literally only for about five months at the time. And mm -hmm. he was already like 100 plus. Um, and um, you know, we wrote on this journey together and he was the inspiration to open my community as well. So he is absolutely awesome and amazing in what he does. So definitely, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, a family man, and just all about vetting his community out and making sure that there's enough for everyone. Mm -hmm. I feel the same exact way. So thank you so much for sharing that. I would definitely let him know to watch this episode as well. Um, it's just been awesome chatting with you. But how can people get a hold of you, Fico? So look at that right there. 
You see that? Yes. Very intentional right there. I, I don't have a website yet. Um, so Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, the same thing, Federico Martinez. LinkedIn is Federico II without the dot Martinez. And uh, you will find me. And you can find you know me posting stuff. Just make sure you leave your comments over there, share a thought, and uh, I, I'm hoping that I'm adding value to whoever decides to look for me in those social media. Absolutely, and I they will. I would have to attest that you do add so much value, and it comes from a place of just genuine heartfelt support. And um, I just have to say it on here. And I know I thanked you um, where I went one time and just kind of was scrolling through Facebook and you had tagged me on a live that you went on about our virtual coffee and how you felt um, about it and, and, you know, inspired and promoted me in that way. So that was so, so touching um, because not a lot of us do that for each other. And I think that was huge and big and that's what bomb global is about it's about giving everyone the opportunity to be highlighted to be seen uh because we're all working for the same goal and that's to impact people's lives no matter how that looks like whether it's a coaching mentoring whether it's a sale on products whether it's whatever it is we're all we all want to build something meaningful beautiful and for you to just go out your way and do that for your community I just want to publicly say thank you and definitely reach out to Fico. Watch him for 2024 because he is about to blow up. I just know a bit of what he has going on there. It looks like there's some other surprises. So I am excited. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, comment, and um, have a great day. And as I always say, make it count. Thank you so much.